The following content contains adult subject matter, including sensitive material, and is intended for adult consumption only. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Therefore, discretion is advised. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? This is DJ Ally McNasty. Hi, hi, we're here. You've made it. We're back. We're on the show. We're breaking down. Everything's everything's great. No, everything's Nothing's ever been better. I'm so happy. I've never been sad a moment in my life. Thanks for joining us. Lately, when I nap, I get so horny during my nap that I have to, I like want to wake myself up mid-nap to masturbate. I don't know. That's like the funniest thing to be. It's like I, it's like I need to like set, it's like waking up sleepily for an alarm just to come. There's something so weird about that. Has anyone ever experienced this? I'm like, oh, I'm so tired, but I have to wake up to come. It's like the, that's like the last thing you should have to wake up for. And yet that's the trick my body's playing on me this month. You guys, today on the show, we have on an incredibly talented comedian, incredibly talented writer, Emmy Award winning writer for Ted Lasso. I love her stand up. She's so fun to talk to. Jamie Lee. Um, I've looked up to Jamie for a long time. So getting to chat with her about her marriage and her divorce and being engaged and getting back out there and stand up. It's all of my favorite things. It's all my favorite things. Laughing, crying, relationships, comedy. Um, so please um, enjoy the episode. You know where to find us. Follow us on Spotify for the video. Give us five stars. No less. No less than five stars. I'm not interested. Five stars. A good comment. You can listen to us anywhere, but you can watch us on Spotify. Enjoy. breakups the most like like the most clarified like you get you never get clearer on a person than in a breakup uh, yes and you think like you know someone and i'm not saying it i'm literally i'm not trying to say something bad i'm just like you think you know someone go through a breakup with them then you really know someone yeah that's so true it's so heartbreaking uh my therapist had said that we always sort of this this applies to divorce maybe specifically maybe it's more general i don't know but um, when I was going through my divorce, I was like, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe he did this. I can't believe. And then my therapist was like, the divorce is an extension of the relationship. It is not separate. Mm. To think that the divorce is not part of the marriage is mm. like wildly Whoa. in denial. That's really interesting. I know. And it made it, it didn't make it easier, but it gave me a filter for like, this is how to perceive this. So how do you, so what, okay, what do you think with that intention then or with that understanding? What does that even mean? What does that mean that like the behavioral dynamic in the marriage shows up in the divorce? Or? It's a, it's sort of a, a glossy way of saying don't have high expectations when you've already seen the lower expectations you've had to have just by nature of like being with this person and it's the reason that it's not, not working. working. Right. So it's like why now would it start working when like it's dissolving? It's only going to be more it's going to be more of everything right it just the only thing that it's safe to assume is that it's going to be more shit it's gonna be more shit 
Right. Yeah. Ugh. And it's also that like meditation thing where they're always like, you know, you have the bad thoughts. It's not about shutting them down. It's about like letting them wash over you and just like feeling it. Mm. And I think that that is probably like the way that I got through it was trying to like distance myself a little bit from the pain because it, it you, you can literally stir and go insane all day long. So the difference between pain and suffering. Yes, that is right. That is right. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, That's right. Because I'm constantly having to choose out when of did suffering. You, I, wait, when did you break up? So we broke up um, five months ago. Okay, that's pretty recent. Yeah, recent. Yeah. How long were you together? Two and a half years. That's a chunk. That's, that's a, a chunk, chunk of time. Chunk of time. Yeah. And um, you know, we had talked about, like, we were talking about breaking up, though, for, like, the last several months of being in the relationship. That was the worst. That was actually probably harder than the breakup. Mm. The last few months of being together in conversation about the breakup. Yeah. Oof, or just I like, really felt that. Knowing Ugh. it's over. Yes. And just being in it because it's, it is this, the relentless kind of suffering. And it's also just like the hope, the hope dying last. <laughs> yeah. Plus you're like, a high achieving person, so there's feelings of failure. I'm sure I don't yeah. want to project. No, At least project. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I had that. Yeah. Where I was like, I quit. I'm a quitter. I'm a failure. I couldn't make Ugh. it work. I took like all of that responsibility and like put it on myself. Well, like I couldn't save this. Yeah. What I mean, what came up for me when I was like hearing when I was like, you know, I'm in a the mix of all of your work right now, <laughs> but um, was you're putting out all of this content about marriage yeah and wedding oh yeah weddings mm -hmm. wedding and, specifically yeah. and then you're going through a divorce mm -hmm. that's it's just like it, impossible like i would feel i would feel what you're feel what i'm feeling now times like 100 it's like when you say something on stage and then you have something going on in your personal life that's like negating that it's like oh fuck i like is there a pressure to like i can't believe i have to go out now and like go back on, like, I've made this right. public and, like, I'm talking about this. I'm advising on this. I know. It's uncomfortable. It, yes, uncomfortable. And also, I think the thing that was tough for me was, like, my whole thing about talking about weddings was sort of owning that I wasn't an expert. I was just someone who went through it. Yeah. But then by nature of giving any advice, even if it just feels like, if, if it doesn't even feel prescriptive, like, you're just sharing your story thinking maybe this will resonate with right. someone, you're already stepping into expert territory, whether you try to or not. Yeah. And so you're fighting back against that of like, oh, I never pretended to be an expert. And then it's like, yeah, but people were like turning to your sure. advice yeah. for that, you yeah. know? And so, yeah, it's like you feel like you've like let people down. But then the truth is, I guess, at least with weddings— my whole thing was that the wedding is not the marriage. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, like, retort would be that, like, I still stand by everything I said about weddings. Mm -hmm. uh, if not more than I did when I wrote about them. Yeah. And I do still feel such intense empathy for people who are going through the wedding planning process to the point where when I go to weddings, even now as a divorced person, now engaged for a second time— uh, I want to, like, help the bride. Like, I genuinely am like, I know it's hard. I've been there. Yeah. Like, 
I'm sure, you know, you can see it in their eyes that they've been like fighting with their mother-in-law or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I still have that instinct. I'm not, not, I don't know what that means or what it means for what I'll do next, but I definitely feel very connected to people who are like suffering through their wedding process, even if the marriage ends up great. It's more about like that time in your life not being recognized as real, like having a real psychological toll on you. Why is it so difficult? I'll tell you. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be there for the crying bride who's getting psychologically abused. I like, don't know why, but I do. But why, why is it so miserable? Why is everyone being tortured? I think that, you know, I can only speak for like American weddings, uh, which I don't know if there's similarities everywhere in the world probably are, but, yeah. uh, American weddings in particular, I think that the pressure is on, there's two things happening. Like there's a pressure to produce an event, right? Even if you're not the wedding planner, it falls on you. No one is going like, oh, like X, Y, and Z didn't happen. That must've been the wedding. They're not like, no, you, the bride was inconsiderate. Like right. it always goes there. So the couple's inconsiderate. There wasn't enough food. The couple's inconsiderate. Right. And it's like, even if they were told like that they were getting a certain amount and they thought they were going to have more and they're like, yeah. wait, this isn't actually that much food. Whatever it is, it falls on That's the couple. so true. It's their like day to commemorate their union and we're like, the drink service is so slow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, why is this bar backed up? It's like, let Ryan and <laughs> Chloe have a moment to celebrate their eternal union, you fucking schmucks. Exactly. <laughs> like, they have only one caterer. I, yeah, and it's like, I think that that's what happens. I think that it's the pressure to produce coupled with family dynamics. You're you're really inheriting everything that this wedding means to other people, and they feel entitled to put that on the couple. Yeah. And so you're carrying emotional weight that you've never really had to deal with. Like, you're not that close with anyone <laughs> in your family until you're getting married, and then you're like, oh, I didn't know, like, wow, that's a wild card. Didn't know my dad cared about X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. it's like strong silent type all of a sudden, like, really exercising his voice. Right. You're right. just like, what? Like, it's all of that. My and uncle then gets a dance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so fucking weird. I mean, I had, I had people messaging me, like, I don't like what table I'm sat at. That's not, I'm, I'm, I'm have beef with this person. We can't be sit together. I was like, what is happening? And it was just like that up until the end. And and then you also have a job. Right. Like a real job. Yeah. On top of it. Right. And then it's not treated societally. It's not treated like planning a wedding is not treated like a job. It's treated like, yeah, it's just what you do. And you're like, well, it takes a lot of work to yeah. apparently live up to this expectation of what a, a wedding should look like. And yes. I say should very heavily, like in right. quotes. Yeah. And obviously none of it falls on the groom. Never. The groom is not even, the groom is kind of invisible to the wedding process. Yes, if he chooses to be, he can definitely fall into that role and very few people will say anything. Right. Like, ugh, like, he does, you know, guys don't. What do they I don't, care about What flowers? is he going to, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Or they'll care too much and you're like, back off. Yeah. Flowers are my domain. Right. I had that happen where I was like, you're With like. With your ex? Yes, weighing he's in He's into flowers. Not flowers specifically. Right. The, no, there was, a, there was a thing about the flowers. There's something he wants to own and you're there like, were, what are There you were doing? details that I was excited about of like, ooh, this is the fun stuff because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I would get excited about like little things like that and then I felt like there was a lot of weighing in in a way where I was like, I want my autonomy here. Like I kind of want to like own this because this is the fun part and then the hard part. Right. Feel free to step in for the hard part. But like the easy stuff, like just let me do that. Is that red flagging you? At that point in time? Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it was more, it, it was more of like the way it was pitched. It wasn't like, hey, like, can I get your opinion on this? And then like weighing in, it was more, uh, it felt more like this is the way we do it. And Steam I was rolling. just like, Maybe. yeah, it was tough. How long were you married? We were married. Sorry. Four no and a half. I'm about. so bad at numbers. I'm like, I don't know. Four and a half years. We were together for 10 years in total. 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. A lifetime. Yeah. Really long time. And then you get engaged. And then I, uh, so I left my marriage. I was living in Los Angeles at the time. I fled to New York. It's in the middle of the pandemic. So I like truly couldn't see anybody. All my family's there. No one's hanging out and having guilt about even getting on an airplane like that whole time period. And then I was like, well, as a curiosity, maybe I just like get on Bumble, like I don't know why Bumble was the one. I'd never done any app dating. Right. But I was like, Bumble. I've heard of Bumble. Mm-hmm. And so I like downloaded Bumble. How long out is this from the breakup? This is, um, I mean, the breakup was like not really official at this point. It was more like I left. I'm not sure when I'm coming back. Yeah. And then this was like a week after I was in New York. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not going to go out with anyone. I just want to like see what it would be like. Like I almost want to just download the app, see what that feels like. See what it feels like to open the app. Like that we're we're talking basics here. Yeah. Because all of this is like new terrain for me at this point. And you haven't dated in 10 years. In 10 years. Right. So I was just like, what is that even going to look like if I'm single? Like what is the day-to-day of that? Right. And the pursuit of that. And so then I go on the app. I started messaging with some guy, and he was, like, trying to be funny. And I was like, this isn't going to work. Terrible. Terrible. Because they they know you're funny, so they're like, right. watch me be funny, and it doesn't work. God, is that – that is – there's so much fatigue around that for me. Fatigue is such a funny and great way to describe it. It was fatigue. Yeah. You're just like, no. Stop. I yeah, can do stop this. it. I yes. know. So that was exhausting. And then he, like, wrote me this thing. I'll never forget this. He wrote me this message that was, like, I guess it was kind of, like, icebreaker vibes. And he was, like, like, how would you rather die? Like, falling into an elevator shift shaft or, like, getting hit by a bus? That's, like, a first. (laughs) But you could tell how edgy he felt. Totally. He's like, this is going to corrupt. Yeah, he's like, I am so subversive. Yeah. This chick will dig that. And I'm like, yeah. And I was just like, I don't, I, what? I don't want to talk about this. Right. And it's not funny. No, it's not. It was bleak and strange. And I'm just like, all right. I I can't believe you date men. Oh, it's, I mean, well, it's the ultimate nightmare. That is such a curse. It's a curse. The, I actually it's have, a curse. Now let me let me tell you I, I I'm trying to write stand up about it. I haven't I haven't actually done it on stage yet, but yeah. I am thrilled that you're saying that because yeah. I I think about it all the time. You seem so normal and funny and smart, and then you're Being dating straight, no. men. It's it's it, how is this possible? It makes no sense. It's you're attracted to the just, and I hate the little predators. The, the, <laughs> they're attracted to predators, and to these, I hate the minimizing of like, well, you know, it's just fun. It's like women are from Mar- you know whatever that is. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. I'm like, those are two different places, yeah. and what you're saying is that like they shouldn't be, they shouldn't intersect. Right, right, <laughs> totally. They do not know each other. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyways, on the app, yeah, have this whatever. Bus. How do you want to die? How do you want to die? And then I saw a guy on there who was like very hot, but also his profile was not funny at all. And I go, I bet that guy's funny. Yeah. And I was right. And that was Sam. Oh, and wow. And that was it. We went out and I was like, this is, and it was, it was like, not the first date. First date, I was really in my head um, to a, to a crippling degree. I mean, like, couldn't, you know, he would ask me questions like, what kind of music do you like? And like, and I was, I would hear it and I go, oh my God, I'm on a date. Like, right. he just asked me what kind of music I like. I know. I was like, I, I felt sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we went on a second date and it was, we were walking around. That one we ate like at an outdoor restaurant. It's just uncomfortable on every what, level. What is the first date? That was the first date. No, outdoor. But, oh, first date is at, at a restaurant. Okay. Yes. In New York. In New York. Okay. And also What's that, your first message to him? My first message was, hi, I'm new to this. Hi. <laughs> and okay. then and does your things does your thing say comedian no because you don't want to make it impossible yeah. right right no what yeah. is when what do you say you you do i said tv writer because i feel like it's a little sort, less dangerous. it's a little less yeah it's still not it has good. some structure to it yeah or at least it did at the time right, right. <laughs> pre-strike pre-strike okay so you go to the outdoor restaurant and are you like this guy's so hot or you have do you have immediate chemistry I don't think I was in a headspace to have immediate chemistry. I think that I was like, just, I felt like I was at a, sh I felt like I was doing stand-up. I was like, don't bomb. Like, it was more about me. Oh, my God. I get that. I mean, I was really in my head. And the whole week leading up to this date. Yeah. I spent $2,000 in Intermix. <laughs> at Intermix. <laughs> Multiple outfit changes, like in a full-on, yeah. like yeah. clueless ten Dyson, yeah, yes, like, or bit, or no, like truly, like like Cher in her closet, like in clueless, just like trying on outfits all week. My job that week yeah. was to look hot on Friday. Oh my god! But you don't even know if you're gonna like this guy, so this is no. really just for you. It's all for me. And so, okay, so you go makeup into tutorials, it. following following YouTube tutorials for makeup. I mean, really? Wow! But, yeah. Well, and but you had did you go on the date with the deaf guy or this was no. like the first date out of the first date out of the app? How how do you not want to go on more dates though with other people? Well, that was the thing is that I was like, oh, maybe this is like too soon. But then it was like we were having so much fun that I was like, I don't really want to date anyone else. And then I felt really weird about that. <sighs> Women are always like this. It blows my mind. Wait, which which part? That that, that they're like, I don't want to date anyone else. It's one person. <laughs> I know, but I was not. I was actively not wanting to get into another relationship right away. Like, really, yeah. in my heart of hearts. I was like, that's not. You're like, I'm going to spend $10,000 at Intermix. Yes, to stay single. To stay single. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just be clear. My intention of devoting my life to this date is to be alone. Pretty much. No, but like, I get that. Like, you're kind of showing up for yourself. You're like, I yes. want to show myself that I can do this, that I can be desirable, that I can that's go out right. there, that I can crush this date. Yes. And then you end up liking him. Yes. I liked him the first date. Again, there were certain questions that just kind of, they were just so alarmingly first date questions that I was like, ew. Mm. And so I was kind of like, oh. And, but then there was a moment. The moment where it turned was at the end of the date. We get up. I think also sitting down to a meal. That's another one of those moments where you're like, oh, my God, I'm on a date. Not a oh, good, my God, we're in a restaurant. Like, Not a good first date. No. I do not do meals. You can't have a meal with someone. It was it was I don't let someone see me eat until two years in. I 
You can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't eat with someone. I can't believe I did. It's so intimate. It's You're going to so watch intimate. me. How do you eat in front of someone? Well, also ordering. I mean, ordering? how expository is that? Oh I mean, my. you might as well tell them your whole, like, sexual history. I can't it's, it's order. It's just putting all your cards on the table. Yeah, I have questions. Absolutely. You don't want to see me at a you restaurant. Don't wanna, you don't want to see me order. I want something so, on the so, side. Me too. Always. It's bad. And always the chef never knows how to make it. Like, totally. I need to tell them and what also, they've I'm done starving. wrong. And I'm starving. Yeah. Same. So, so I let him order because I was like, I can't. That's good. Yeah, and he ordered all this stuff that I would never want. Oh, God. I mean, full on. Like, just what not What type of food thing. is this? Just, it was Italian. It was just like, I don't know. He ordered, like, things that are good but just not my go-to. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of over burrata at this point. There's a lot of burrata. So it's that, so that kind of thing. Yeah. And then, then so we have this, this date, and I'm, like, feeling kind of awkward. I'm like, my bombing, da-da-da. Then we get up. And there was an immediate relief not being seated with this person, across from this person. <laughs> I think that was a level of intimacy I was not ready for. Yeah. And so we go outside and we're walking on the sidewalk and it's like raining out. And I'm just like walking him to the train because at this point, this was during the time when everything in New York shut down at 10 p.m. So the date had to end right. unless I was like, come back to my place, which I probably could have done because yeah. where else are we going to hang out if we're going to keep hanging out? Yeah. But I was like, that just feels too forward. Yeah. So whatever. We're walking and somehow we got on the subject of coffee and I was like, well, I like really shitty coffee. Like shitty coffee is my favorite coffee. I love like a giant Iced coffee from a bagel place. I love it to have a flavor. I don't mind a vanilla. I don't mind a hazelnut. Oh, wow. And he was, like, laughing a lot at that in a way that I was like, oh, okay, that's, like, I'm not even, I'm not trying to be funny, but it felt like a moment where he sees me. Mm. And I was like, that was kind of my, there was something very telling about him, because I really was not trying to make him laugh. I was trying to, like, lay out, like, this is me. I don't like, Mm -hmm. I don't like sophisticated like artisanal coffee and I just there was something about it him laughing at it where I was like oh I feel like we'll really get along Mm. and then the second hangout we did not sit down in a restaurant we went for a walk and I was so at ease and we had the best time oh my god and do you guys have like a good tech like texting game yeah is there like are you like because sometimes you like someone and then you see how they text and you can be completely put off by it wait say more like I, I, I just, mean, I know what you mean, but I'm like, yeah, I want to hear like your on. specifics. I'll go on. Please. Like, I just feel like I've had interactions with people where like, I feel like we connect. And then I see how they show up like in relationship with me digitally. Like whether it's like how they post on social media or like just, just how they exchange with me over text. I'm like, I don't feel understood in this way. And like this year I want to like, it's 2023. I yeah. want to be able to like have good like text momentum with you. I want it to be paced correctly. I don't want it to be, I don't want the body to be cold over text, but I don't want to be like inundated. And yeah. like, that is so indicative of like, if we're going to have chemistry. It's so true. It's another dimension that you know? we like have to nail for it to work. Right. You're not. Especially in the early stages. Yeah. It's so written. I know. I like to do a phone call. Oh, that's smart. I know. And and normalize the phone call early because if you don't, then it's like, whoa, he called. And I, it's like, you don't want to be shocked by a call. No, a call is so great when you hear the person on the other line. Agreed. Like if you have a flirty call, you have a crush call. Oh my God, it's so hot. Oh my God. That's like I, the I, I'm sweating thing. hearing you talk about no, that. No, I know. It's, it's so hot. So like visceral. you hear the other person breathing and you're just like, you don't really know what to talk about, but you know you're going to be on the like, like the line with them. That's okay. This is my issue with marriage is like, don't you want to have a crush again? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, that's something I think about a lot. Like, how do you keep it going? Yeah. But I think that what I realize about Sam specifically is he is very romantic, mm-hmm. like naturally. You know, I'm not. But he's like, he says things where I'm like, oh, that's like a that's like a sweet thing to say. And he'll still do it. Like, yeah. it's kind of built into who he is. Yeah. Which gives me, I wouldn't say it gives me all the hope, but it gives me more hope that there is like an understood romance and this was built on a romance not built on like being buddies right which is not a bad way to build your relationship some would argue that's the best way yeah but i think for me coming out of my marriage we were friends we were good friends and we really understood each other but then the like relationship part like that piece there was not like that intimacy was missing Mm. And so it was nice to kind of start from that place with Sam. God, they're so complicated relationships. Yeah, it's I'm, so hard. I know. I'm thinking about uh, like Esther Perel, and then that oh, makes God. me think about Love. your your impression of oh my God. <laughs> Esther Perel at Starbucks. Or she's like, what did you do? You're like, if the Frappuccino oh, yeah. does not want to be with the, the milk and the cream, then, then maybe that does want a different choice. It's so good. It's so I good. listened to so much of her podcast. I love that her. Her voice was rattling around in my head, and I was like, "I have to, I have to try this. I have to try to do her voice." Yeah, it's fascinating. It's intoxicating. I mean, so you're always so you're always into monogamy, then? I guess I think it comes from a real fearful place, though. It's not coming from like, and that's what I stand by. <laughs> it's like me it's just coming being, from scarcity, yeah, and like fully. a deep wound. And I'm fully. I want to be clear. Yeah, fully abundant thoughts yeah. in terms of career and yeah. creativity. I'm the same Sky's way. the limit. Yeah. Relationships, I'm tiny as a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Holding on for dear life. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? You're like a killer. And then relationally, you're just like in the corner. Yeah. Like, like, no, please love me. Love yes. me. Yes. Really? I mean, it doesn't look that desperate. Yeah. But. But it is. Gee. <laughs> Deep yeah. fear of like lone, lone. I'm the lonely. I'm the loneliest person you've ever sat across from. I'm not kidding. Aloneness I, or oh, lonely? Lonely. What do you like, mean? You're sad? No. It's strange. It's specifically lonely. It's like I. I think it's because I'm an only child. Are you an only child? No. no. You're not. Okay. Two, two younger. Yeah, you sisters. seem too well adjusted. Okay. Well, I think that my only childness manifests in the fact that, like, when I, if I mean, this is nothing that like a professional therapist or anyone has told me. This is fully me. Perfect. Just, Fucking just, perfect. Just say it. Just diagnosing. Yeah. Out of my ass. Yeah. But I think that when you're when you're an only child, as a child. You know, you have to, like, make an effort to see people. Mm-hmm. And you have to have your parents, like, setting up play dates. And otherwise, you're going to just, like, be in your room alone. And I think that that you feel it more when you're a kid because you're also just inherently more bored and you don't know how to regulate your boredom. Yeah. Or harness your boredom. Mm-hmm. And so now I think I have that a little bit. Like, I get really scared if I don't have plans. Mm. And I might even cancel those plans. Yeah. But if they're not lined up, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm the lowest. Because you want to stay connected? I have, like, deep need for connectivity. Yeah. yeah. But then also, because only child, you're alone a lot. If you have too much connectivity, you're like, ah! It exhausts you. Yes. And so it's this really fine line that you walk and... Are you introverted extrovert? 
I I never know what is what. Like what I, think I guess that's like, probably true. That sounds right. Because you you like you lo- spending time with other people, you f- might not be energizing. Yeah. But you as a performer feel extroverted to me. I am. I think I am extroverted. You know. Yeah. But like. I mean, and I like people. I'm not one of those people who's like, you know, what people who are like, I hate people. And you're like, what? Yeah, like, I like, I love like seeing people. In fact, to the point where <laughs> I get so excited to see people, and I my voice gets really high. And I had someone like make fun of me once because I was like, hi, and they were like, hi. It was like, oh, a, it's so rude. B, I was like. Yikes, I didn't even realize how, like, That's effusive I am. Yeah. But I didn't realize that I go that. I'm like, but I think it comes from a place of just being, like, I, like, really am so. That's why stand-up is the best because even though it's solo pursuit in many ways. Yeah. It's like, you could just see so many people when you're doing stand-up. It's so vital. Isn't that amazing? And it's, it's like huge. People that are, like, funny and also in pain. I'm like, these are my people. people, By the way, that was- I said me people. (laughs) Me people. No, me fucking people. That response of like doing that like shriek thing is like a nightmare for me because like it's in a moment where you're being so earnest. Yes. Like that that's particularly like like humiliating. Humiliating, ultimate vulnerability. It feels so bad, like because it is reflexive. Like I'm, 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 my voice goes high, and not because I'm being fake, but because I'm that excited. Right. Make fun of me when I come too, bitch. Like, it's so mean. It's so it's mean. True. It's so you're like, right. It my is guard like adjacent is down. to that. I know. I'm excited to see I you. I know. Just fucking punch me in the face. I know. She's like, your voice goes so high. It's like I'm okay. Like, those are the people that like know that you're a comedian and they know that you're funny. Oh my god. So they're like, watch me, watch me give you a jab. And you're like, Ow, you monster. Yeah. I'm not like that. Oh, yeah. No, you cannot You cannot jab. I will fall over. Yeah, like, please. We're, like, really hurting. Oh, yeah. We're not yeah. doing this because we're, like, having a good time. No, Like, no. I'm on Lexapro constantly. Me too. Well, you, Butrin, if you, I miss two days, I'm a different person. Yeah, I'm not good. No. What are you talking about? So is your fiancé in the industry? Not at all. Thank God. What a disaster. I would love to talk about that. Wait, was your ex in the industry? No, I will okay. not. I don't do that. Okay. You don't do any, no industry? No. Good for you. I can't. Good for you. Well. Well, I, not a performer. Yeah. A performer? I, yeah, no. Someone who's also trying to like be, I'm like, oh my hey, God. you got to get out of here. I think I used to think I could do that. Yeah. And now I'm like, uh, I don't, I can't. I can't. Right. I can't. It's too, it's too holding a mirror up. Oh my God. To everything. Wait, um, that reminds me yeah. of. Did you see the? Did you see Jada Pinkett Smith talking which, about divorce recently? Well, I heard her on Jay Shetty's podcast. Yeah. What is wrong with that woman? I don't understand what's happening. It was unhinged. There, there were moments that I was like, "Oh, I haven't really seen this side of her." And then there were other times where I was like. Why am I listening to this? <laughs> I know, I know. What it's the most they're having and it kept and I was I felt like I was living in an alternate reality. Yeah. Because he kept being like, Oh, thank you. That is so deep. That is so vulnerable. That is so and I was like, I swear, like they both just said nothing. Yeah. What what was what was vulnerable? What what are we even It's so weird. Those podcasts that are like supposed to change your life. Yeah. I'm like, did you I didn't get a nugget. I didn't get a nugget to change my life. I, it's so it's half like a nug. All, Give me half a nug. <laughs> half a nug. I would take. It's like the most like it's all of this vagary cloaked in like 
this like faux spirituality. And then they're just like, yes, anding each other. Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck? And there's fuck like a is Hollywood this? element to that particular. I mean, he's had several. Yeah. He's different, a variety of different people on his podcast. And that when it's when it's two Hollywood people and they're like, oh, I remember that time that we were at that huge dinner together. And you're just like, okay, well, like whatever street cred you have is just like spiritual people. You just completely alienated everyone listening who is not a celebrity. Right. <laughs> it's like this really weird dichotomy. It's so weird. She's She was talking about her relationship with Will and she, I guess it came out that they've been separated for like seven years. Did you see that? Yeah. Keep going because I I don't think I listened to the full thing. Okay, this yes. was just like I just saw a clip. Okay, and I like everyone like I just thought the clip was so bizarre. Okay, she take was me saying through. how she was like Will and I are Will and I have been separated for seven years. Right, I heard. We're that. not going to get divorced because why would I get divorced? I can't get. She's just this motion. She goes, I can't get away from myself when I'm talking to Will, and he can't get away from me. She's like, it's so confronting. I could go find someone else, and I could have a more pleasurable. <gasps> easy life, but why would I do that? It wouldn't make me the person I want to be. See, okay. And I'm, I'm glad like, you brought that up. toxic to me. Okay, so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because I did hear that. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know, maybe I did hear it in the interview. Sure. I don't know. I've been following a lot of her stuff around her like book press I'm sorry. or whatever. <laughs> no, no, but I'm really glad you brought that up because I've actually been thinking about that exact sentiment because my ex, yeah. he did that. He did challenge me. Yeah. And I was, and then, and I always was like, this is toxic. This is toxic. Whatever. Obviously I can stand to be challenged. Yeah. It was more complicated than that. Yeah. But to say the least, I was challenged. Yeah. And I always was like, well, this feels, I just, it feels toxic. Mm -hmm. Like something feels toxic. Yeah. And then when I heard her say that, I go, it like warped my reality. Cause I go, oh, I guess that's true. Like. Sam doesn't really, like, challenge me. He kind of just, like, he's kind of just easy. And I'm like, oh. And then I went in this, like, wormhole in my head where I'm like, wait, was the hard relationship better? No. Was it better? And it, it really messed with me when no. she said that. And I was so, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm like, this could really be bad for someone who's in a bad relationship to hear. I think it's terrible advice. I think relationships should be, number one, easy. I know. They should be easy. I think anything else is bullshit. I really do. I mean, I'm not, and you can be challenged in a way that's non threatening and easy. 100%. What are you, why are you separated for someone for seven years and giving an argument as to why you're staying married? Just say then, I don't want to get a divorce. It's, a, it's, a, I don't want to go through the process. Right. Don't give me a whole spiel about how it's confronting and you're doing shadow work. Go to a shaman. Spend a weekend doing mushrooms. Yeah, and it's also like that's another example of I I want to say celebrities in general where you you're like your vulnerability is not a normal person's vulnerability because I'm still learning nothing about what really is going on with you guys. Like, you know what I mean? There's a little <laughs> bit of like right. It's like we're learning like okay, hard fact, they've been separated for 7 years. I can do something with that. I yeah. go, that's real information. But then the rest of it is just this thing where you're like, wait, what are you saying? Right. We're not in on it. What are you saying? What yeah. is the substance? Other than the tangible, we've been separated seven years. I'm like, am I making sense? I don't even know if I'm No, like, I know what you're saying. I'm we're, just like, I don't actually, I can't cling to anything you're she's saying because it feels like some, vapor. Yeah, it's she, like, I don't know what you're trying to say. We don't know what you're even commenting on. They talk on. around. Yeah. I'm doing her motion. Yeah. They talk I around. get around Will. And Will can't. By the way, could you imagine being separated 
Well, this First, is terrifying. Because you imagine being is, like this and he stands in front of you. <laughs> and then she goes this way. Tiny little Jada. I know. Stands. Their kids are like constantly staring at his torso. Uh, you're separated from someone seven years and they call, they punch someone in the face and say that you're their wife. That's a whole other level. Something's going on. Of insane. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? I, I know. I saw recently on TikTok, which is like the, where I read articles. Well, sure. Um, such a great question. Sometimes I do see like great things on TikTok. Yeah. I feel like. That I like want to quote. And I'm like, this was special. And I love that. And and now we're in a place where when you say I saw something on TikTok, I don't immediately think of dances. I go to, oh, it could be anything. It could be anything. Yeah. And someone was like, if you, how to ask yourself, like specific questions you should ask yourself about a relationship you're uncertain of. Okay. And one was, would you, if someone told you, you were like your partner, would that be a compliment to you? Yes. Which I thought was such a good question. That's an excellent question. I'm, I'm so thrilled to say yes. yes. I feel that way. That's so great. I feel that. And when you said that, I go, oh, I do. That's I'd so be affirming. i thrilled. Yeah. And there was another, the other question I remember was, how would you feel if your child started dating, your imaginative, t- imaginative okay, child started dating someone like your partner? Thrilled. Yeah. It's like, <gasps> it's a great way of thinking of, about your relationship, like outside of yourself. Because it's oh. so easy to lift, list like pros and cons, but it's like, if I was told I was like that person, how would I feel? Wow. I know. Ooh, I'm so glad you shared that. It's good. It's really good. I know. How, how, do, how does he relate to you as a stand-up? Because I find men to be interesting. Sure. With that. Sure. Um, I would say he's like, he's the best. He's really, he's super encouraging. He also knows that it's like important for my mental health to do it because mm. he saw, he definitely saw during the strike um, just how I was kind of spiraling out when I didn't have as much work, which by the way, I had things I could work on, but I didn't care. I was like, I was just like frozen. I couldn't access what it was that I could access before for whatever reason. I heard other people were having this. Yeah. And then stand-up was kind of like the thing that saved me because I, it, it also brought back my autonomy because so many things that I was working on, it was like development projects with other producers and studio, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, that has a lot of moving parts that actually have nothing to do with me. And then this is the thing that I actually have full control over. Yes. And that is so important for your confidence Mm -hmm. and well-being as a performer. Totally. You also like stand up forces you to be fully present. Yes. It's like it's the most present I ever can be. Right? Yes. Like you're going through a hard time. You show up on stage, whatever's happening, you just get to be there. It like turns on your purpose meter. You're like, I'm doing this thing that that is like my gift. That's right. I'm I'm gonna just be here. It's like the only thing that can give me that feeling that's not like a like a substance. Yes. Agreed. You know? Yes. Which and is such a relief. Such a relief. And I definitely like when I was really like in the thick of TV writing, I would like put it on the back burner and I'd feel really guilty. And it was this like annoying dance that I would do where I was like, I think I need to cancel my show because I'm too tired. And, and then I was like, but you always said you would never do that, that you would like put stand up first, even when other things came up. And so I was like really back and forth sort of wrestling with it in my head. And so the strike, that was like the one positive. Anyways, to get back to your original question, uh, he is also very knowledgeable about movies and TV to a degree. He's like a full-on cinephile. Like mm. he knows, he knows like deep cuts of movies and TV that I would never know. And I think he has such an appreciation 
for it in a way that doesn't feel fanboy, mm-hmm. but like genuine interest that I think he's like very excited by what I do in yeah, the right way. That's fun. He's he um were he worked in the inte- he's in cybersecurity. He worked for the intelligence community. He speaks Arabic. He's like a very he's very corporate came from a background where he had to do polygraph tests. Like he's it's a very he's like a very structured person. Uh-huh. And I think that it's like I'm like his like fun kooky sidekick. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean it's like you want someone who like gets it, but you also don't want someone who's in it. So it is like a hard line to tell. Yes. Cause like I've also gone out with people where they're like so foreign to it. And it's like, oh, I don't feel understood by this. Like it's we're starting from like I can't even go back this far. That that is so. I feel I feel that very deeply. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, like trying to catch them up, uh-huh. or them like being thrown by your schedule. Like, because I, I mean, I don't know if you're this way, but I'm like things change literally all the time, and yeah. they always will. And it's yeah. kind of I kind of like it. It's yeah. kind of fun. I never it keeps me on my toes. Like, I don't know, right. shit's coming up out of nowhere. Like, you might get an email at 10 p.m. that like yeah. is good news or bad news or whatever it is. Yeah, it's just very like huh, 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 like. You're kind of always on alert. Yeah. And then you have someone who's like, I don't, like, why do you have to go out every night? You'd right. be like, uh, it's like my whole thing. Or like, why do you have to, oh, you have to fly all of a sudden? Like, what, wait, what? I think that would, that would be so stressful for me. Uh, well, Having that, to explain. Totally. And I mean, these are the people that live in that world, though, that they're like, they're like, don't you have to like take a vacation day? Like, like it's like a totally different, like they just don't have the same schedules. Like we're completely different species. Yes. I didn't realize you always felt like you were stand up first because I know you now as like an incredible TV or an Emmy, Ted Lasso, <laughs> huge, but like stand up first. And oh my God, I have to mention Allie on Crashing. Oh yeah. I like felt so seen by that. Oh really? Yeah, of course. Coming up in stand up, being terrorized by the comedy seller, seeing Esty in the episodes, being named Allie, being named Allie, the late your late night debut on the show. That was like so just like delightful to watch. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad. Oh, it was like me really happy. it was like for me. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, because I I feel that way too about it. And then you'll talk to people who are like. Yeah, that like that wouldn't happen. Like we don't that's not true. That's not true to our scene. And there was a lot of like kind of criticism of like sort of granular like you're missing the mark on like this particular thing that happens in comedy like you guys didn't portray it what, accurately or whatever. Like and I was perfect. like it was as accurate as it could get, I thought. I mean That was as What are you going to do? Make the show 10 years I long? I know. That's how you have to pace it. Yes. What do you want them to do? I, I totally to do? agree. And I feel like we specifically did a really good job with the New York comedy scene, which I think is a very it's a specific momentum. It's there's a specific drive there. And there's like a real purist attitude about stand-up, which I think for a while I kind of not resented, but I always was like, oh, but what if I want to do other things that are yeah. still in the vein of comedy, but they're not stand-up? And I always was like, I don't know. I think there was a time period where being like a hyphenate meant you like didn't really know what you wanted to do. Mm. And now it's like everyone wants to be a hyphenate. Absolutely. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. But New York is very like you also could just do stand up forever. And there's something sweet about that and true. Yeah. But it also can feel like you're kind of just like a parked car. Yes. Yes. You know, like you do see people that like spend their lives at one club. Yeah. And like grow they old They do the there. rotation. 
Yeah. B- b- bouncing around to all of the ones downtown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, yeah, I think that's, that. if you get, you can get caught in the wheel or you can like use it to your advantage to like get better and grow into right. something. H- how do you get your first staffing job when you're coming from your stint? Because it's like impossible to staff, my perspective. It is so hard. Why is it so hard? It's so weird because I feel like, I feel like the narrative kind of always was, yeah, like comedians, like you can get a job in t- TV writing. Like it was almost like, yeah, it's what you do. Like you're funny and then you'll get hired as a writer or right. whatever. And yeah, it's so, it's so much harder than that. My, f- I, I started doing, I was writing on ridiculousness for MTV. Yeah. And that was like a non-union, b- barely a writing job. Um, Very fun, but you know not narrative writing at sure. all um or late night writing for that matter um and then from there i think my first job my first wga job was the Pete Holmes show right and then when crashing came around Pete was like yeah i have this thing that's like in development with Judd Apatow and you know just letting you know like we would love to have you if if it ever came to fruition and yeah it's just really weird it's weird to remember those conversations and you're like it did happen it right. actually happened. Right. That's so weird. And do you then, do you submit a packet for Ted Lasso? No. Ted Lasso, I had written this script called The Girlfriend, which I hope someday gets made into a TV show. But the premise is, do you remember the Scott Peterson trial at all? Who'd he kill? Okay. He killed his wife who was pregnant. Casey. No. They're always called always- Casey, aren't they? Lacey. La- oh, my God. Her name literally was Lacey. Lacey Peterson. <laughs> Lacey Peterson. I was like, Casey's close. I was yeah. close. There's definitely it's a Casey, bunch of dead yeah, Lacey. Casey's. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you can't name your kid Casey or Lacey. They're going to be, be a goner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the guy, Scott Peterson's other woman was this woman, Amber Fry, and she had no idea that he had a wife. She had no idea he was a murderer. She's just like this like massage therapist from Fresno. Right. And she was like, Dating a murderer. She had no clue. She thought he was like a dream. Yeah. Okay. And so it was like the whole thing was this script based on like that person's perspective. Cause you never hear how did that person That's feel? fun. They cause they get they get railed. Like in the news. I was gonna say the other woman. and then I said railed. They get railed in the news because they're like, Oh, you're the other woman, yeah, you're a piece you, of shit. Right. You, you know, murderous slandering. Slut. Well, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, wait, she had no idea. Yeah, she thought he was a nice guy. Yeah. He was probably perfectly nice to her. Anyways, dark script. And somehow that is what got me the job. Wow. Like I I had auditioned for Bill Lawrence, who's the other creator, in addition to Jason and Joe and Brendan. And um for I the had show. no, for a different show. And I tested for it. I didn't get it. And then Crashing came out. And then he kind of circled back and he was like, hey, I have the show that I'm doing with Jason Sudeikis. You know, would you want to like submit a script for writing? And then I submitted that script and then I, I took the meeting. And then I was like, oh, Jason's very cool. And yeah. And wow. I, but I didn't want the job. You didn't I, want to write for the show? I didn't. I I was like, oh, I really want to be acting more. And I just was like, I don't know. I don't really know that much about soccer. And it's just very weird. You just don't know it's what so is going to be important. You have no idea. Right. These if you're ever bummed turns. out about a job and you're like, oh, I really shouldn't take this. But you're like, oh, maybe I need the money. Whatever it is. You know, it's like, don't just assume it's going to be bad. <laughs> like, right. literally, it changed my life. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. You, you can only connect the dots retrospectively. It's really 
bizarre. I know. That is so cool, though. So bizarre. You're, I I really love all of your work. You're so funny and talented. And um, I love your work. It was so nice having you on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.